Welcome to the Let the Bible Decide broadcast. This broadcast is brought to you by members of the Locust Grove Church of Christ who meet at 240 Bersheba Church Road, Locust Grove, Georgia, 30248. Visit us on our website at locustgrovechurchofchrist.com or come by to one of our weekly services. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 o'clock a.m. and 11 o'clock a.m. We have a Monday night Bible study at 7 o'clock p.m. and a Wednesday night Bible study at 7 o'clock p.m. Feel free to contact us at 770-957-6997 or 678-994-4668 for additional information. We are concerned about your soul. Now let us begin our study and see what the Bible has to say. On last week, we started this discussing from John, the fourth chapter, verse 24, where it says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we're talking about the spirit and the truth part of that scripture. Now, this scripture is telling us that in order for worship to take place to God, two things must be present. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. We talked about um, what truth means, and we, we saw from the Bible that truth is the Bible, is the word of God. The only way we can worship God is based on, on the Bible, not only any, not by any man-made manual or man-made creed, but by the word of God. That's the only way we can worship God. If we're going to truly worship God. So that's the truth part. Now we're going to discuss the spirit part. Um, for some reason, our society and our, and our religious world, we have the wrong perception and definition of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. You can use Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter. But before we get into the function and what the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit does, let's understand some things. Let's, let's go over some fundamental things. In Ecclesiastes 12, in verse 7, the Bible says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Now, in this chapter, these uh, the preceding verses, it's describing what happens when we become older. Our body changes with, with our sight and our hearing. And it says, once we die, because our bodies are made from dust. We get this from Genesis. Um, our bodies are returned to the earth. But every human being, every person has a spirit. And that spirit, the scripture says, goes back to God who gave it. Now, we are a trichotomy. We are made up of three different things. We have body. We have spirit and we have a soul. So the body, our bodies are going to go back to the ground. 
Our spirit is what goes back to God. And our soul is what waits for judgment day. Now, let's understand that that our spirit is the core of who we are. It is the center of our volition and our emotions. And as we read in John 4:24, it says God is a spirit. A God is a spiritual being. But I want to make sure that we understand that the spirit that we have is not the Holy Ghost. There's something we're not born with the Holy Ghost. There are things that must take place in order for us to receive the Holy Ghost. There are things that we must do. So the spirit that's in us, the spirit that goes back to God, that's not the Holy Ghost as we read in the scriptures. Let me make sure that we understand that. And as we go through these scriptures, write them down so that you can go back and and study and, and look at them. If we turn to Luke 24 and 49, the Bible says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. That's Jesus talking to his apostles, saying that once he leaves, he's going to send the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. So the the Um, The Holy Ghost is going to come to those apostles. They didn't already have it. They were not born with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Now, Acts 2.38 tells us how we get the Holy Ghost. There's no other way except from what the scripture in Acts 2.38 in which today we can get the Holy Ghost. And the scripture says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The only way, per the scriptures, per the Bible, that a person receives the gift of the Holy Ghost is by being baptized. I wish I could change it, but that's the Bible. No matter what your preacher say, no matter what what any man says, the Bible tells us once you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, it says ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But but for some reason, we have a misconception of what the Holy Ghost or, or what the, the, the Holy Spirit is. For some reason, um, a lot of people, you see them on TV or on Sundays, and there will be some people that come on after here when the, um, the Holy Ghost comes into the building when the music starts. We have this, um, we've led people to believe that the Holy Ghost starts to show itself once the music starts by us dancing and and jumping around and running through the building and knocking over stuff and acting wildly. But there's nowhere in the Bible 
that the Holy Ghost calls people to do the things you see in churches and on TV. That's was brought up or introduced or this has been created by man for entertainment. Every scripture that we're about to go over will show you that the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost was an intelligent, comprehensible. It was a calm, a, a normal. It, it did things, but in an orderly fashion. Okay, let's start out with John 14, 26. When Jesus said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. That right there eliminates a lot of the, the, the things that we see um, people doing <laughs> that say they have the, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. But what they're doing, running around, knocking over benches and dancing and jumping up and down, that's not the comforter doing. But he says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So the, and then it says, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So in this verse, the Holy Ghost is described as a comforter. And it does something. It teaches. So it is teaching. The Holy Ghost is teaching and comforting. It is not causing you to act wild and no dancing anywhere. Now let's go to another verse in the Bible. And you can go through all throughout the Bible. These are only a few. Write these down. Acts 4 and 8. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people, and elders of Israel. This is Peter again. And the scripture said he's filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, it didn't say he was running around. It actually says that they asked him to explain something. And the Holy Ghost in him is helping him to explain. He didn't take out running across the building. He is explaining what they asked of him. Now another scripture. Acts 8.17 Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. The next verse says, And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hand the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Now, in these scriptures we're seeing that the apostles laid hands on people. The next verse didn't say that they took out across the building or took out across the, the, the field uh, or ran, ran up and down the aisles. They laid hands on them. And there was nothing out of the ordinary. There, there was no, no sporadic action. There was no falling out. And that's, that's another thing. You would never read in the Bible, where when a person with, who laid hands on someone, that when they laid hands, they fell back and fell out. We see that every Sunday. 
We see that in these churches. We see that all on television. When these guys who, who are lying, who say they can heal, the person that they lay hands on, they fall back and fall out. You will never see that. Uh, you have never read that in the Bible. Never. But do you always see that there's someone behind them to catch them? There's always someone behind these people. When you look at these, these healers, these false prophets, these false teachers, these false ministers, and they, and they say they are laying hands on folks, and these folks start passing out, there's someone always there to catch them. That was never done in the Bible. This is entertainment and, and, and false teaching. And many people are going to go to hell by believing what these guys are doing. Now, let's go to another scripture. Acts 9, 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Once again, look what the Holy Ghost is doing. In the comfort of the Holy Ghost. No, no acting crazy, no running wild, no falling out, no shouting, no, no shouting out stuff that nobody knows or understands. But it talks about a, a calmness. A uh, comprehensible, uh, uh, intellectual. It's something that you can comprehend. One more scripture. Acts eleven twenty four. We're going to start at verse 22. It says, Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came, and had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart, that would cleave unto the Lord. Verse 24 says, For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added to the Lord. Now the scripture just said Barnabas had the Holy Ghost. But here he is, he's exhorting, he or encouraging, he, he encouraged the people. It didn't say Barnabas was running around. It didn't say he was he was acting crazy. But these are scriptures that show us that we have a misconception of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Ghost does. We will continue this lesson on next week if it's the Lord's will. We thank you for tuning in and we bid you Godspeed.